Welcome to Act Pod, a podcast show that sheds light on the stories and impact of the social sector. The show is proudly powered by Aspire Coronation Trust Foundation. Let's begin the change. Good morning from Lagos, Nigeria. My name is Ndifreke Okwebunam. I'm here hosting the very first edition of the Act Pod, our story, our continent. On this edition of the show, we're going to have with us a quintessential leader on the African continent. She has over 20 years' experience supporting nonprofits, social enterprises with strategy and putting structures into the organization to ensure sustainability. She's passionate about the social sector. She's passionate about impact on the continent and ensuring that we change lives. I have with me here Osai Alile, the CEO of Aspire Coronation Trust Foundation, as you, most of you would know, Act Foundation. Good morning, good morning, good morning. When you said guest, <laughs> I was thinking to myself, <laughs> as if I was an outsider, but it's just exciting to be here this morning. It's a pleasure Our to very have first. Yes, yes. <laughs> we are so excited about this opportunity um, to share with you stories on the continent yeah. of Africa yeah. and the great work that Africans are doing to solve African problems. Yeah. So we're going to go right into it. Today, we're going to be talking about Act Foundation, um, I'm talking about our philanthropy journey. And um, we're just going to jump right into it. Mosai, um, tell us about Aspire Coronation Trust Foundation. Um, let me first of all just say it's um, such a pleasure. Because um, when this came up, we're talking about our story and our continent. One of the things for me especially was because there's so much to tell, so much to talk about. And in the last few years when we've spoken about... Um, this sector, um, we, we tell the stories, but it's not documented. So I must say technology has taken us to a different realm, and I'm looking forward to all the stories are we here and also um, the stories we share, the challenges, the successes, because it's not always one-sided, it's not always about successes, with the challenges, successes, even the failures and how we can overcome them. So with Aspire Coronation Trust, uh, we started in 2016, and for us, um, we're thinking to ourselves, how do we build something that is just not only indigenous, but also looking at the full view of Africa and how we can help impact, but also help to come up with solutions. Because um, we know that there are so many challenges um, um, Africa is facing and the challenges that we see daily. Um, so one of the things that we're thinking about is that we're trying to come up with a niche uh, and say, okay, what is important um, at this particular time? Well, you know, you can't be all things to all men. And then we decide to just, of course, choose enterprise, leadership, um, environment, and health. And that's where we have kind of focused on. And we, we've noticed also over the last few um, years, especially with the pandemic, that it's important for us to, um, to work and think of solutions that are beneficial to us in the continent. Um, yes, it's important. Yeah, we know that the international NGOs have a place. We know that it's important for us to work with outside um, all other countries. But we also have to think about what do we require as Africans to solve Africans' challenges. And that's why Aspire Coronation came into to being. Thank you so much, Osai. Um, as you know, Osai is the CEO of Act yes, Foundation. Yes, I am. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, and Act Foundation is a grant-making organization, yeah. um, which means that it does philanthropy work on the mm -hmm. continent. Um, so when you think philanthropy as a whole, 
um, people always think about it from a corporate perspective. Yeah, yeah. Um, they mm. usually think about it sometimes from a wealthy, you know, high net worth individual's perspective. Mm. So you think of a Bill and Melinda Gates, you think of a Dangote on the continent, you know, that's what people think about when they think philanthropy. But in your view, why do we need philanthropy? Um, and is it still relevant? Gosh. Um, yeah. <laughs> Especially now. Now. No, I, I think it's even more relevant now than it used to be. You know, Africans have always been philanthropic. Um, of course, we've done it in a very traditional way. We've always taken care of our own. I think it's even it's getting a, a bit not as not as the way it was done in those days. Um, every family, you sit down in a room with ten Africans across board, and you ask them, "Have you always lived alone?" First of all, they say, "Of course not." My parents have always had a cousin, yeah. a relative, or I've lived with a cousin or a relative. And or when somebody dies, we always go there every day. We do this. When somebody's ill, my mom always goes to the house for the next two weeks, um, feeding them. My mom's turn is this month, you know. So we've always had that mindset of welfare um, and charity to other people. The only thing is that we were not, we didn't de define it as philanthropy. Mm -hmm. But it's just normal that people think to themselves, what's happening next door? Somebody has like, if I, the, if, before you even announce the death, Everybody has appeared. Mm -hmm. The whole neighborhood has come. They are taking your children. They've gone to pick them from school. They are bringing food every day. It's who we are as human beings. It's who we are as Africans. Um, but now we have to say, with the challenges we face, now to do it in a more strategic way, to do it in a more structured manner. So I don't think it's, come, it's, 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 it's still more relevant now, but I don't think it's gone out of fashion. I think it's now that we need to just do it in a, more, um, in a bigger and a better way so it's more sustainable in the long term and, um, and people are more aware of what we do as people. So we are domiciled in Lagos. And um, but we've had we have programs in all the states except one, <laughs> and I think that would that will, hopefully that will change very soon. Yeah. And um, also doing programs in a few African countries. So philanthropy, it's not just only looking inwards; it's looking outwards to trying to find out who is there and all that. And we must realize that government cannot solve all the problems alone. We have to all work together as a team. There's a tripod. You have the government, the non-profit sector, and private sector. So we can't work in isolation. Even as um, non-profits, we can't work in isolation. Uh, I, I've just mentioned our four pillars here. And even with the four pillars, you are still focused on some other things. Mm -hmm. So you talk about health. We're doing cancer, maternal health, and stuff like that. Somebody else is doing something else. And sometimes you go into a community India, you, I mean, I'm, this is what you do all the time. And then you realize that you're going in there only for a particular purpose. And then you start seeing the different challenges. Yes. And then you get overwhelmed. Then you want to solve all the matters. Mm. Well, you can't do everything. And then if I, you come back to the office and say, they're also, the children, they're also going through that. And the person, the CEO will say, <laughs> well, our focus is it's, just yeah. A, B, and C. <laughs> we only have grants for A, B, and C. And that's where... Um, the thinking of working together comes into bear. That's when you as an organization must realize that partnership and collaboration is key as well. And, and that's where philanthropy comes into bear as well. But in the tripod, not just as an individual. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much, Osai. Mm -hmm. I think one of the things that we always have to remind ourselves is that philanthropy is not just about the organizations. No, individuals it's not. Yeah. Yeah, have to yeah, get yeah, involved. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like when you think about the current war going on now mm, in Ukraine, exactly. you know, where, exactly. pe where people are contributing yeah. the, the little that they can. And yeah. when you put all of that together, you can solve yeah, problems yeah, in those spaces. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we all have to get involved in philanthropy. We are all philanthropic individuals and we can contribute yeah. to solving this problems. Totally problem. agree with you. 
Yes. Um, so just to thinking about that and thinking about philanthropy and how we've always thought about it, mm. um, what do you, what would you say the changes are? What changes have you experienced over time when mm. you're thinking giving, when you're thinking philanthropy? Mm. You know, now as a grant-making organization, we are looking at huge funding. Mm. But what has changed over the years? And then COVID has come in, you know, and changed the dynamics for philanthropy. Mm. What are the things you've experienced? Um, for me, um, I mean, having been in this sector for a bit of time and thinking to myself that things would um, get easier, you realize that it hasn't gotten easier. The challenges are even more, um, is huger than it was when we started or when I started my own career. Um, but in terms of philanthropy, I feel that um, people are beginning to understand more than ever before that um, they must get involved one way or the other. And people are asking questions more than before. And if you notice as well, even people that are not in the NGO sector um, and you are just working in an organization, you're asking the organization questions and, and also asking in terms of wanting them to be more sustainable, more ethical. And so the, all those things do help because every organization now knows that. I mean, the young people that are coming now, they want to work for more ethical organizations. They want to work for people that are more sustainable and, and thinking in long term and not destroying the earth. And that's one, not being unethical in the sense of destroying even the value system of the organization and, and, and the country that they work in. So we can see changes being made. But also we can see that a lot of, um, and when you mentioned COVID and, and what has happened in the last two years, the pandemic has made us realize too that you know, in a funny way, everyone is, you have to focus on your, I don't want to say that on your own, uh, because it sometimes sounds, sounds very selfish. Yeah. And uh, we are also living in a very selfish time. Um, but you almost must realize that as a Nigerian, uh, or as an African, in every country that you're in, during the pandemic, everybody went back to their own base. Even you that you were working maybe in Europe, you came back to Kenya. Or you now realize that, okay, this is going to last longer. And I was only here for three months and everybody started going home. The people that were working here, um, the expatriates that were working here, they all, most of them moved back home. Mm -hmm. And so even in dealing with the pandemic, uh, when we went to the fields at that time, it was Nigerians working in Nigeria and Kenyans working in Kenya, Ghanaians working in Ghana. Ghana. And, and of course, even in terms of the financials um, in the Everybody was dealing with the problem. Yeah. So we had to look inwards. And so even with us for, for um, Aspire Coronation Trust, Act Foundation, we got involved with COVID at that time. And I became the co-administrator. Co and everyone that was sitting on the table were all Nigerians, coming up with Nigerian solutions for Nigerian problems, even if the pandemic was global. And so we now realized that our people had very different issues that they were dealing with. And um, it might not have worked as smoothly as we wanted it to, but all the private sector people came to the table. And I must say that everybody was speaking the same, the same English, the same voice. They wanted a solution. What do we do different? How do we do diff different things? And uh, the expertise came into bear. Infrastructure was used. So we all realized that we all have to look inwards and come up with a solution. And I think that's what has changed over the years. Work together globally but also think in terms of Africa and whatever country you're from, yeah. Interesting, interesting. Yeah. COVID was such an 
interesting initiative was, was that was stressful. celebrated <laughs> around the world. Yeah, yeah, but, but know, very stressful. Yes, uh, yes because I the can imagine. Yeah, it's very stressful. The yeah. pandemic hit us from every side, mm. but um, it, it went very, it went well. I was very proud of the work that we did, and um, I'm hoping that um, continuously, yes. when we think of philanthropy, we think of collaborations, partnerships, because it does work, yes. and it's actually you, you find out that you do more. Yes, you do yes. more than working alone. You do more. And yeah. we've even found um, other um, areas, or people mm. in other areas like health, yeah. like environment, saying, why can't we have private exactly. sector coming together <laughs> exactly. to solve other problems, yes. not just not COVID. Just, not just pandemic. Yes. But you know, with the pandemics, they're always very immediate. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you're looking for immediate solutions. solutions. So, and everybody, you know, a bit um, agitated. agitated at that yes. moment. So you find that it's easier to get help at that time. Yeah. Um, but when you're thinking long term, oh, we yeah, have issues, we're not sure, you just get relaxed. <laughs> but we can't think like that, mm -hmm. uh, especially if we want to solve problems. We have to begin to think more long term, more sustainably. Mm. We know that the pandemic... This might not be the last one. So we have to start thinking, what do we do next? How do we get people prepared uh, for things like this? Nobody knows what's going to happen, happen tomorrow. Yes, yes. Mm. I totally agree with you. Um, Osai Act is five this year. Yay! <laughs> We're super, super excited. I can't believe uh, it. Act is five this year, you know. And thinking about when you were the idea was being conceived and you were having all the meetings, you know, thinking through how would this work? I'm sure there were times when you, when you see it on paper, like, hmm, we'll get there, we'll get there, you know. Um, we've come a long way. The question yes. has come a long yes, way. Um, so tell us a bit about some of the impact that you've made. And yeah. you know, you've been talking sustainability and mm. I know that that's also the core yeah. of ACT Foundation. Tell us about some of the successes um, and fact, key success factors mm. that, will, that has moved the organization to where it is now. Okay. I'm really excited because, you know, you... Um, Nine months of um, birth, I mean, mm. of pregnancy. Mm. Uh, for women that are out there that have had kids or you know someone that has had... If we have someone in our office now that's just about to have a baby <laughs> and we're all excited. Yeah. So when you do the nine months and you watch the pains, the the joy that comes, of course, with hearing that you want to start this thing, and then nine months of sometimes just the stress of carrying that child, and then you you know, you know bring it to bed. That's just the beginning. Mm. <laughs> then you start trying to see, okay, what, what was my plan for this child? And that's what you talked about in terms of what the strategic plan was and all the ideas that we had in our minds when we conceived this. You know, it was really, really exciting. But the impact has, shown, has, has just shown itself. And we've done much more than we anticipated in five years. Um, we've worked with 75 organizations, 1.9 million beneficiaries we've worked in i think every state in nigeria except one <laughs> and in a few african countries um so you know when you see these things 45 health interventions 29 and 39 entropy when, when you talk about all these interventions and what we've done in 800 communities across africa then you say to yourself well done mm. you know then you also say to yourself ah we have a long yeah. way to go <laughs> Yes, ah, we have a and we do have a long way to go. But it's it's um, sometimes, and that's why this five years for me is, is is important. Sometimes you have to sit back and say, "Well done," and especially because we've conceived this idea, we're here. Uh, so well done. But you see, for us at Acts, it's not only about just giving out grants. It's about working in building capacity and we've done quite a number of capacity training programs 30 i think over the last few years um our brief dialogue has uh, you know is exceptional if i must say so myself 
Uh, but you see, the key things here and why this has happened is because of partnerships. Yeah. Um, in the, when you talk about 79 um, um, NGOs that we've worked with, we've partnered with 79 organizations mm. and we've been able to achieve our goals. It's, you know, partnership is key. Collaboration is key. You cannot work alone. I say it all the time, even to myself. Mm. Um, you have to find out that what your strengths are. Our strength is to give. Our strength is to handhold. But who goes to implement? It's the NGOs that we work with. So that's where collaboration comes in. And they've helped us over the way to help us achieve our goals. But also partnership with government, understanding what the government is talking about. You can't go into Tanzania and bring in the feelings of Nigeria to Tanzania or go into Ghana and say, Tanzania, we did this there. And Ghana, you know, what is government? What, does, what do they want to solve at that particular time? What do the people need? Understanding... Um, what every community needs as well. So even in knowing Nigeria, we also know that the 36 states are all different. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's where partnership comes into being. Strong government um, structures as well. Um, uh, I mean, so strong uh, governance structure. I, I must say my board is exceptional. If I didn't have this board, I, <laughs> I don't think I'll be able to achieve what I've achieved. And that's why for me, governance is so key. Um, your, the staff who you work with, I tell everybody that is a CEO, employ people that are smarter than you. <laughs> it's something I say all the time, and people think I, I joke about it. I don't. I want people that understand and know things better than I do, and I can carry it and run with it. And, you know, when we do know this, sustainability is key to we build an endowment um, that we keep on building. Uh, we are thinking long-term um, in doing everything that we do, including our people, long-term, long-term, long-term. We want this organization to... We want to be able to look back, especially me, in another 10, 20 years and say, ah, I can see how we started it, mm -hmm. but I can see where it's going to. Yeah. So that, that's, that's the beauty of it. Okay. Um, that's that's so key. And, yeah. you know, from what else are you saying, this is Act Foundation um, started five mm. years ago, and this is how far we have come, you know, based on the impact that we've made. But we didn't do this by ourselves, um, as she said. Yeah. Um, so think through who are you partnering with, how is the government involved? How do you need support? E in yes. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Evaluating your programs. Yeah. I, I know some people are going, I mean, we're going to have people talking about monitoring and evaluation going forward. I mean, that's the key. You cannot do programs and you don't evaluate. Mm -hmm. Then research and call. You know when we started research, yes. it's not something that we wanted to do, mm -hmm. but we realized that it was important that we needed to have something and documentation to showcase what we're doing yeah. and to be able to even give us the reason for doing. Doing, yes, yes. yes. yes, yes and yes. what it did as well was help us collect African data, data from yes. Africans, mm -hmm. you know. So I, I think... Um, Act Foundation has grown yeah. and, and we will keep growing. There will be mm. more that Act Foundation will keep doing um, mm. under your leadership and even going forward. Um, so seeing all of these amazing things that Act has done and just thinking through, um, yes, you said it that initially when we started the conversation that we, you also have to look at the challenges and the failures. Mm. Let's talk about that because that's something a lot of people shy away from, yeah. you know, thinking about... Um, mm. I need to hide my challenges. I need to hide my failures because you want everybody to just see the good, you know, like the Insta life. <laughs> just see the, the beautiful part of the work that you're doing. But we know that life comes with challenges. Of course. And it's overcoming those challenges that helps you achieve success. Yeah. So what are the things that you say that ACT has faced um, that to you has been challenging and how have you been able to overcome that? Okay, I think I'll just generally talk about um, not only ACT, but generally just the industry. Uh, um, one of the things I say is that you can't build 
um, a block of flats, 10 stories with a foundation that is a bungalow. It's impossible. And so for me, the key is the bungalow, the foundation, sorry, and understanding that um, if you don't have structures in place, uh, it's going to fall apart. Because if you do um, a foundation for a bungalow, um, it's fine in the first year, first two years. But when you begin to grow and grow, the foundation cannot hold. Mm -hmm. And so that's the key for me in terms of the structuring and the quality of the non-profit. Um, in terms of getting things right right from the beginning and making um, sure that you have governance. For, so, and that's one of the challenges that we face with every NGO we see. We realize that a lot of time, well, not every NGO, you know, um, but a lot of NGOs, including ourselves, because we have to continuously build. But you feel to yourself, once you've started and you're doing well, mm -hmm. you kind of rest on all your earths. And so even for us in going to our fifth year, we're asking ourselves questions and we're going back to our strategy plan and asking ourselves, what can we do different? What can we do better? Because the world has changed. Yes. You can't, you can't, you, the same story we're telling five years ago, you can't tell it now. Mm -hmm. The same way funding was done when we started, it's not what funding is going to be in the next few years. So we ourselves have to begin to think. And that's one of the problems we have as the sector is that we get very comfortable where we are and not realizing that the world is flexible and it's beginning to change. So that's one of the biggest challenges I always see. And uh, we must realize, put all those things in place also. Even when I'm talking about structuring, even for you as a founder or as a CEO, how prepared are you um, if your CEO, especially if you are the founder, your employee CEO, leaves tomorrow? Mm -hmm. Or even as a founder, how do you handle all those things, governance structures? And it, it shakes the organization. It definitely shakes. And I tell people, it's not only, only leaving. If something happens, yeah. sickness comes into play, the, the, found, the CEO dies or the founder, what happens to the structure of the organization? So you have to start thinking in terms of that. And for me, that's really the key. In order to build sustainable organizations, we have to build foundations that are strong and are deep. And once they are deep, then it's a bit easier. Um, and, and that includes financing, making sure that we have the right financing. Because you might have grants now for the next three years. And in the fourth year, something happens and there's no money. How do you sustain yourself after that? And that's why I was talking about the endowment. And so the other thing, of course, um, any NGO will tell you is funding. Uh, funding is changing the way it's given. And funding is not as, you know, it's not available as it was when we started. I mean, I can remember when I started and I was on the other side. We could get funding from 20 organizations in one year. Now you're talking about two, three. Um, a lot of indigenous organizations are not as structured as it used to be. Yeah. Uh, INGOs are not coming as much as we want them to. Um, so you have to start thinking of, uh, of that. And funding is key in every, uh, but also savings like, is key. Um, so what we have to also think to ourselves that no matter how small the amount is, how do we save for the rainy day? Mm -hmm. And um, and that's also in terms of talking about you as an individual, but also the organization has to save for the rainy day because rainy days must come. Challenges must be. You, I mean, the pandemic, we saw it. Nobody was given. And they were only given for the pandemic. So if you are not flexible enough to change quickly yeah. or flexible enough to change your programs to become um, um, on Zoom or, or you know online, then you just we're not going to survive. Yes. Um, so we have to we have to think through that process as well. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Amazing. Just thinking about the funding. Yeah. You know, talking about funding and mm. as a grant making organizer, people are like, I'm sure people are thinking to themselves, 
you don't have funding problems. Ah, yeah, they're not ah, giving the funds. <laughs> everyone has funding problems. So, yeah, so even the people that are giving you have funding have problems. Have funding problems. <laughs> yeah, so which is very true. So mm. even when you think about that from the, the, the perspective of people applying for the grants, mm. the money that you think is more than enough Never can only is. take yeah. a limited number of organizations. And I'm saying this so that organizations that are looking out for grants, you must do all that you can. Yeah. Put the structures in place. Get mm. your organization ready yeah, to access yeah. funding. Mm. And when you get that funding, don't take it for granted. Don't and say, so. we have the money now. Yes, and so. go and sleep. <laughs> <laughs> you know, do your best so that yeah. more money will come. Yeah, 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 yeah. Thank you so much, Osai, mm. for sharing so much wisdom here. Mm. Um, so just as we close out, um, I would like you to... You have said a few of them, you know, mm. sharing tips on certain things that nonprofits should do to ensure that their work is sustainable. Mm. Um, I want us to talk a bit about the corporates now. Mm. What should corporate organizations, um, as we round up, what should corporate organizations be thinking about when it comes to philanthropy? We see mm. a lot of CSR happening, and yet we are not seeing that same change happening yeah, in our communities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What should they be thinking about? How should they be thinking about it? Um, I think I for me, I'll start from the point of view where um, with CSR in corporate organizations, it's the same thing I'll say to any organization that they must think about why they are doing this in the first place. And a lot of times, yeah, of course, it's to also their branding and all that. But they must think in, in a more holistic manner. Um, and holistic is also sustainable. Because you're not only thinking about your brand, you're thinking about the impact of what you're doing in the community, where you serve anyway. And um, so those things are important. But I understand that philanthropy cannot always be their core focus. Um, but as an organization, it's key. Um, now everyone is asking you, what's your bottom line? Bottom line is not only about finances anymore. Mm -hmm. But what I, I, I would advise is that when you're doing something in a community that you're working with, find organizations that are in that community that are already doing work. Support them. There's no need to reinvent any wheel. Because let me tell you, people have been doing this work by themselves for 20, 30, 40 years. I've spoken to women that have been running things in their communities for 40 years without anybody's help. So you can imagine if you come in and you now back that project or that, that process flow or that whatever it is that they're doing or that service and then do it in a more structured manner and help them to structure these things out. What happens is that the impact also grows, your own brand grows, and then you're riding on something that is already doing extremely well. Mm. You're not starting and reinventing anyone. And then you're solving solutions that the community also needs. So you have to think more holistically. We have to also, as um, corporate organizations, partner more, collaborate more, um, so that we can all go in as a bank, you know, not just like hey, we're doing 2,000 here, 3,000 here. Can you imagine five organizations? And that's why COVID worked, because a lot of organizations came together and they did it together. So it was a bit easier mm -hmm. to reach every country, every state yeah. uh, in the Federation. Um, so that's really will be my advice. And then I'll advise um, the NGOs as well. You know, there's sometimes that we feel to ourselves we're doing so much work, but nobody notices and we're getting a bit frustrated. Mm -hmm. But I'm asking you, how are you telling your story? How are you putting yourself out there? What are, how are you using technology also? What are you doing online? You go to some pages and you're a bit upset mm -hmm. about how they're posting their stories. Yeah. So those things are key. Uh, find people that can help you, even volunteers that can help you come up with a story that tell with something that tells a story. And that's why we felt that this podcast was important because we're telling our story for our continent. And we're hoping that as we tell the story, more people will understand how we've done this and 
help us to even take this to the next level. Thank you so much, Osai. Yeah. I know I said that was the last question, but I'm just going to add one little one there. What sort of supports can ACT Foundation give to corporate organizations? When you think about the okay, work we okay, do yeah. and our background, mm. right, in terms of working with so many organizations in, in about five years, mm. there must be a way that ACT can come on board and help corporate organizations think differently. Thank you, Joe. <laughs> ah, it's as if you know my heart. <laughs> You know, let me advertise. <laughs> let me go out of what nonprofits normally do. Mm -hmm. You know, we don't advertise ourselves. Yeah. I mean, act is it. There's nowhere else to go to. This five years, you, it's short, but we have our impact is, is longer, it's deeper. You know, we are who we say we are. We, you know, where we, where we bring you in as a partner, and because we know the terrains of the non-profit sector, we understand impact. It's easy to work with us. It's easy because we know what, we're not going there because we just want to give you branding. We are going there to help you finish the work. So let us finish your work for you and make it easier <laughs> for you. But let me, let me also speak from the non-profit sector. The challenges are a lot out there. We need you. We need the, we need the private institutions. We need them to work with the non-profits, not only with ACT, of course, um, with a lot of other strong organizations that are doing the work there. Um, but uh, we want to handhold you to help you bring out the best in whatever you're doing, but also showcase that we're putting finances in health. We can see the impact. We can see the numbers. We can see what we are doing, and that's where we're, we're there in the first place. And we've seen it work. We've tested the ground. We know how it's going, and we're really looking forward to the next five years. So join us when you can. <laughs> so I've done my own advertisement. So. <laughs> Thank you so very yeah. much, Osai. This has been really interesting. It's been a um, pleasure. We're out of time, um, but I want to say thank you for making the time um, for conceiving this idea with your team yes. to ensure that we're able to share our story as a continent. Mm. Um, and for those listening, thank you for listening. Um, we are available to answer questions. If you want to reach out to us, there will be information um, at the end of the show for you to send us e email messages and we'll definitely respond to you. Please, we want to tell your stories. If you have stories that you think are interesting, exactly. yeah. please reach out to us on the, uh, on the, at the foundation. Um, you don't have to be a Nigerian. Any part of Africa that you're in, you're doing great work. We're willing to tell your story. Thank you again, Osai. Thank, Thank you, everyone, you, for listening. Everyone. And have a very good day. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Act Pod. For inquiries and feedback, please reach us on actpod at actrustfoundation.org. Follow us on social media at actfoundation underscore on Instagram and Twitter and Aspire Coronation Trust Foundation on Facebook. The show is proudly powered by Aspire Coronation Trust Foundation. ActPod, our story, our continent.